0: There are a lot of ways we can handle the witch angle. For starters, it could be a forbidden love affair. Oh, uh, these male witches are the worst kind. He's not a witch. What?
1: <laughs> he happens to be, if you'll excuse the expression, a normal mortal human being.
2: Oh, well, and that's easy. I'll just have him trip over a rug and break an no, arm. Mother, you'll leave him alone. He's a dear, sweet, wonderful, perfectly marvelous man.
1: Oh, my poor baby. He sounds simply horrible.
2: <laughs> or it could be a demonstration of the power witches have, like throwing elections. Well, are you convinced?
0: It must be another county. Hold everything. Here's the flash, folks. At 10.45 tonight, with only three precincts in the entire state yet to be heard from, election returns were as follows. Wallace Woolley, two million six hundred and eighty-four thousand, nine hundred and twenty-two. Elwood Vinsinger,
3: none. He didn't even vote for himself.
2: Dudley, I've married a witch. What am I going to do? Let me look at you. Did you say she's eight hundred thousand years old? No, 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 no. no. That's her father. She's only
0: two hundred and ninety. Oh, I see. But, but you'd never think it. I like it. Huh? Oh, by the way. I was used to wonder why all through history Witches were continually poor when you think they could get whatever they wanted.
2: It's only because they weren't any good at it any more than we are.
0: <coughs> we can turn out streetlights, but we can't make anything turn to gold. Gill Gil could. She could hex the entire stock market if she wanted to, but she's scared. She's afraid of the repercussions. No, Nikki, I just say you don't know what this kind of thing can do to you if you go too far. Oh, records! Oh, she has got a watch!
1: <coughs> what makes you think she's a witch? Well,
2: she turned me into a newt. A newt.
1: I got better.
0: Burn already! Burn already!
2: Every country in the world has witches, and there is a leader, a high witch of each country, and the ruler. Of all the witches, is the most evil woman in creation. The Grand High Witch.
3: Lastly, there are several angles from which we may approach the villainous stance. Studies his approaches carefully.
0: Sisters, behold! Oh, I am beautiful! Boys will love me! We're young! Well.
1: Younger, But it's a star! It's a
0: star!
2: Even for you. Of course, I always was a girl with an eye for a bargain. The daughter of the great sea king is a very precious commodity. But I might be willing to make an exchange for someone even better. Now! Do we have a deal? <laughs> now shall you deal with me, O oh prince, and all the powers of hell!
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we don't want to be evil! We want to be good witches. Like her. Is that the witch? Oh, Toto? Toto's my dog. <laughs> well, I'm a little muddled. The Munchkins
4: call me because a new witch has just dropped a house on the Wicked Witch of the East. And there's the house. And here you are. And that's all that's left of the Wicked Witch of the East. And so, what the munchkins want to know is, are you a good witch or a bad witch? Right on! Only good witches would be on the RPG backtrack, after all.
0: There are RPGs long forgotten, beyond that which is known to the modern gamer. It is a catalog vast as space and timeless as myth and legends. It is the middle ground where panels from RPGamer discuss computer and console RPGs from the way back when, right up through yesteryear. This is a dimension of adventure beyond your imagination, this is the RPG Backtrack. And here are the hosts of RPG Backtrack, Philip Willis and Mike Mickey. Welcome to RPG Backtrack number 35, Bewitching Witches. My name is Phil Willis and this is my host Mike Mickey. How are you doing this evening? Conversation right television on Un- honeymoon. Unnecessary. Yeah, pretty much. We've got a handful of people to help us out tonight. Welcome back to the show, Miss Sam Marcello. I just bit my lip. Well that's what you get for eating popcorn on this show. It's rule number eighteen. Go look it up. Mr. Scott wait wait, your name is spelled in Skype, it looks like Wactor. I what is your name?
2: That, that is my name I thought it was that's Watcher use...
0: No, it's Watcher no. I worked hard to it, pronounce it right Watcher
2: it, It's Wachter Like, um Jeremy, Jeremy Pachter That, that dickweed hey. Who makes really lame predictions About the video games you know what, I'm gonna go look
0: up your public record And we have for the first time with us uh, Miss, uh Miss, uh, Casimir, uh Ramos How are you doing tonight?
4: <laughs> Cassandra <laughs> Cassandra Ramos <laughs> Yeah, that's Hi. what
0: you think Um so welcome to RPG Backtrack uh, And welcome to RPGamer I understand you're a new staff member One that we've heard of before, right? Right All right. This is the, this is the oh so famous Strawberry Eggs Who has mailed us in a number of audio reviews That we have played at the uh, end of some of our RPG Backtracks we will not be calling her Strawberry Eggs on the podcast Because I will be thinking of those Russell
3: Stover candies That come around every Easter otherwise Ooh, yum That's not a bad
0: idea I can pronounce Strawberry Eggs pretty well Um, Anywho, fine. Make me think of sweet chocolate things instead of anything pertinent. Go do that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, 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 why don't you introduce yourself to our our audience? uh, Tell them a little bit about yourself and what brought you to RP Gamer.
4: Uh, well, I'm Cassandra Ramos. I'm uh, currently a new staff member. Currently, I'm news and media. I basically I was I applied to be a um, reviewer, and while I guess other people were better qualified, they asked me to be on news, and we figured, hey, why not?
0: Place looks cool. There you go. Um, tell me a little about your gaming history. What 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 made you become so enthralled with uh, RPGs that uh, you've decided to become a, a, a news poster?
4: Uh, well, I. have mostly been playing platformers when I was a young child up until the age of 11 when I was introduced to Pokemon Red. Uh, well, I absolutely loved the games and I'm still a fan of the franchise, the main series, uh, but I didn't really get into more RPGs until I played Fantasy Star Online episodes one and two on the GameCube. And from there, I basically I wanted to find out find more of these RPGs. So between them, I played Pokemon Gold and Crystal and uh, Paper Mario, but for some reason, those games never perked my interest and yeah and I pretty much play the games almost exclusively until now
0: what's your favorite type of RPG
4: uh, I pretty much play a little bit of everything I mean if you want to be broad I suppose console JRPGs I've been meaning to get into western RPGs but I just haven't gone around to it yet
0: <laughs> what's your favorite RPG of all time
4: if I have to narrow it down uh, Tales of Symphonia <laughs>
0: Tales of Symphonia huh mm-hmm. mm. such a good game indeed Sam gives that one a big thumbs up, but you spend a lot of time playing Pokemon, huh? Uh, yep, I do. <laughs> do you like dark type Pokemon? dark type Pokemon. I tend to have one on, a, on my major teams. So, yeah, yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, being dark can be bad, though. So, so let's let's talk about something light. Let's talk about something luminous. We'll be right back in just a few <laughs> moments. <laughs> I gotta segue somehow, Mike. I'm sorry. I just have to make this up on the fly. We'll be right back.
2: You're going to tr- you're going to Segway hell for that one, Phil.
1: <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. All right, you've been
3: taking lessons from Chris, Phil.
1: <laughs> yes, he has. <laughs>
0: Selection. Somebody asked if I could tell you, you know, if I could announce what songs we play during the show. Unfortunately, we kind of pick these things at random after we've done recording the podcast. So uh, there's no really great way for me to go back and edit in the title somehow or whatever have you. Nope, you'll just have to go search on YouTube like we do. 'Cause that's what we do. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna be talking about Luminous Arc, uh one and two, but, uh, we'll start off with the first one as appropriate. Uh Luminous Arc is a Nintendo DS RPG released in North America on August fourteenth, two thousand and seven. This is a tactical style RPG experience, and it is rated T for 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 teen angsty teenagers. I, I don't know. What's the T for, Mike? Tits. Tits, that's right. Oh. <laughs> Scott, you're so Scott, bad. Come on. You should have let Sam say that. We know how much you love to say tits. Uh, okay, Sam, go, back, go ahead and say it. We'll, we'll just edit Scott out. Tits. Thank you. Oh. Ooh, doggity. So, um, who would like to start off telling us a little bit about uh, the story of Luminous Arc?
1: Can I give the short version?
0: You can give the short version or the big, round, voluptuous version. It's about booby witches. (laughs) That would be the round, voluptuous version. (laughs) That's all
1: I remember. Oh, and a kid had a dragon arm, which was kind of cool.
0: That was cool. It was cool, except they didn't finish it. I wanted to anyway. Before we go there, does anybody remember the setup for this game? Uh, Vaguely. Help us (laughs) out here, Scott.
2: Alright, so, you play... Stop me if you've heard any of this before. You play <laughs> a group of... A group of orphans with pure hearts and unclear goals out to save the world from evil monsters hunting down cri- elemental-themed crystal mcguffins. And follow. it turns out... That the obvious stand in for the Catholic Church in the game is evil and corrupt and trying to kill you too.
0: Oh, wow, Scott, that (laughs) sounds so original.
1: So, wait, 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 wait. So, we're playing Final Fantasy VIII here.
0: (laughs) Nope.
1: I like Crystal MacGuffins. I also like blondes who are busty. Wait. Wait, Vanessa isn't
3: a blonde? No, No, she's not. She's the only
1: chesty one. Alright, you know what? This game's over. I don't want to play it anymore.
3: (laughs) Saki (laughs) doesn't have any chest.
1: Yeah, well, Saki was disappointing.
3: But she's not not a a witch witch either.
1: either. (laughs) But she's supposed to be Hot Ninja Babe. And Hot Ninja Babes equal, you know, Hot Ninja Babe from SNK Games, My Shariyuri, whatever her name is. That's what I think of when I think of Ninja Babes. I think of, you know, giant mammaries.
2: Yes, Mai is so dressed for combat.
1: (laughs)
3: I am no, disappointed. You have to understand
2: that uh, whenever female ninja go out for battle That their combat effectiveness is uh, directly inversely pro- proportional to the amount of clothing they wear So I'm, I'm, I don't entirely understand why uh, they don't fight naked because of this rule Maybe there's an upper limit I, I still have to do a few more calculations
3: so, Interesting. I do remember Saki being fairly useful though Even with more coverings than would be ideal under this rule
1: yeah, Saki was awesome, actually.
0: So at one at one point in the story, that I, from what I, I I did play through this whole thing, I believe I reviewed it. I can't remember. It, it put me to sleep. If I reviewed it, it was sleep reviewing. <laughs> it's kind of like sleepwalking, but I anyway. Uh, there was some point that actually got me just a little bit interested, where the main character, I think his name was Alf or Alfie or Alfalfa or something, his. His brother or maybe his brother is off, who knows?
1: Yes he... it's his brother. Yeah.
0: Okay, thank Theo. you. So his yeah. His brother Theo he 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 is his arm, his arm starts turning to a dragon. He's got some sort of dragon blood or whatever the heck, and he's losing. He's like his brother's worried about losing control, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. Now this is a cool plot element. This is something that actually is kind of interesting, and then it just gets dropped and forgotten. He never changes into a mindless dragon. I was really hoping for the mindless dragon going on the rampage, you know, change in the plot, but it just never happened. Such a wasted opportunity.
2: It would be Uh, awesome if Theo burninated the countryside, but sadly he's not that kind of dragon man.
4: No, he's not.
3: Uh, Everyone remembers what Seal
2: turned into, right? (laughs) Lame? Wait, no, she started lame. (laughs) I don't know then.
1: (laughs) Well, you haven't finished the game game yet.
0: Yeah, apparently. See, Sam remembers, and I bet Cassandra remembers. I beat the game but I was I was so numb halfway through that I honestly don't remember a whole lot of details after that
1: Phil are you making excuses uh, I'm not I actually yes,
0: I actually did beat the game it was just so insipidly the, the story part of it just got so insipidly boring actually the whole thing got boring so I just uh, oh, yeah, yeah. okay
3: Cassandra you probably mm-hmm. remember this very well help us please
4: uh, well, turns out Cecile is the witch that's missing, the Witch of Darkness, the Twilight Witch, and she looks like a very, like a maid with a very weird hair. <laughs> How in the world would that work?
3: Why did Listen, Atlas choose the title Twilight Witch? That is totally not what we want to be thinking about here.
4: Oh, come uh, on! Of course me. we want to. Beat me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it doesn't help that their other Twilight Witch in the second game is, uh,
4: well, she's the Shadow Frost Witch, but uh, it's getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> well,
0: well, Mike, obviously uh-huh. putting Twilight in the game means it's just going to sell more copies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think that works uh. in Luminous Arc, Arc's
0: favor. Well, no. on, on Luminous Arc 3, they Maybe. will put on the front of the box, now featuring Twilight witches. You know?
1: <laughs> yes,
3: Kristen Stewart does a guest voiceover.
0: <laughs> hey, she would have been perfect for Fatima.
1: <laughs> I Deadpan. mean Let's let's get to that in a little
3: bit. We we have plenty to talk about with Fatima.
1: Um, Cassandra, Fatima. help
3: us out with the other main characters. I'm I have the art book in front of me and I'm drawing a blank on half of them. There was uh, the other who was I mean? A big, well,
1: uh. Uh, well time, I guess like,
2: uh,
1: <laughs> go, Cassandra. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Other
4: characters, okay? Uh, let's see here. We've got. Come on, I'm just playing a black. What about Mel? No, okay, oh, she's true. the torrent witch. Torrent witch, what the heck? <laughs> uh, well, the, the name suggests she's the water witch. She's, well, she looks like a nine-year-old girl. I don't know what she's supposed to be. For some reason, she talks like someone from the 1930s. The same things like, you know, the bee's knees and uh, what have you.
1: Is she the one with the mushroom on her head?
4: Yes, and she carries okay. a stuffed dog, and her weapon is a gigantic lily pad.
1: Yes, I remember her. I thought she was cute. <laughs> and she was obsessed with
4: Justice, too, for whatever reason.
3: Oh, Vivi, I remember. She flew on a flying carpet and was sleepy all the time.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. She's That's like, I'm bored. I'm napping now. Or she'd say in, like, her little battle bits, I'm tired. Is this over? <laughs> I'd be like, I'm napping, too. <laughs> we have so much in common. <laughs> I'm a horrible person, I know. I
3: think I remember Claire being useful.
1: What's uh, almost Claire? She's the Thunder Witch. The, the Thunder Okay, The, yes. the indecisive
3: She's... leader of the witches.
4: Yeah, like, and scouting. no confidence whatsoever.
1: <sighs> uh, pretty much all the women in this game are JRPG cliche plus, plus women who lack good agency. <laughs> That's okay, because they're witches. They don't need agency. They've got magic powers. <laughs> Go, go, magic power!
3: Oh, we've got a heroine. We've got Lucia, she, who she is not me. the equal of Lucia in Eternal Blue. No way.
1: She also wasn't naked like Lucia in Eternal Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it out there. We're already, we've already we already made a mess and talked about tatas. Let's just throw it out there, Jumes. Come on. We know what you're thinking about.
3: Cassandra, elevate the level of our discourse, please. <laughs>
4: Uh well what, should I go on more about Lucia? Yes. Okay. However she's would the be necessary. Dawn... <laughs> uh she's the Dawn Witch, Witch of Light. Uh she's the first witch the main character, like Alf and the others meet. She's supposedly totally a she starts as a maid until he finds out, Oh, wait, you're a witch, I should condemn you and she's like, No, I just saved you from those monsters and he's like, Okay, fine, I'll just keep an eye on you instead.
1: Hey, he uh, also totally has the hots for her, too.
3: Well, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I remember her being snarky a lot. Quite Is snarky. i
2: imagining her as every Rikumi character ever. You think? Yeah, mm-hmm. she's just got that same look and tsundere attitude that that woman always ends up getting cast to play when she's not, you know, an eight-year-old in a suit of armor.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> True enough. Huh interesting comparison. Continue. <laughs>
2: um, Why the heck Vanessa. were there manatees in these games?
1: They were so cute!
2: <laughs> but why were there land-born manatees with magic powers? This was never explained. Huh?
1: <laughs> why not? They're so cool. Explain, game, explain! Manatees! <laughs> yeah, Manatee Scott, I think we're going to have
3: to go with Sam's justification here. Why not? They're human. <laughs> because, because frankly, no, you're no. remembering the the land born manatees, right? And you're not remembering much else from the cast. But but they like
2: the characters ask why the sage is a manatee, and the, the manatee brushes it off by claiming humans are racists. And I'm like, that doesn't explain why you're a manatee.
1: <laughs> Look, the game the game can't explain itself, Scott. There's manatees, they're cute, and they flop around, and that's about
2: it. What Why does the you manatee the have a little Confucian hat thing? Because
0: <laughs> Cause he's, he's a saint, Confucius. Cause, Yeah, because he's wise and smart, hello? <laughs> yeah, when you think manatees, you think Confucius, don't you? I think, I, just, I think wise and smart because they allow themselves to be hit by boat propellers in Florida.
1: That's just sad. That's just sad, Philly. We don't bring that up. That's Sorry. not nice. I you know. leave those manatees alone.
0: I'm not what a did nice... What they ever do to you? They made, us, they made us slow down to like two miles an hour every time we went down the river rays in Florida. Because they didn't know how to get out of the gosh darn way. You, no, have... you are never going to work for National Geographic at this
3: rate. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not going to get my fishing license. What other anthropomorphic characters do we have in this game? I'm racking my uh... brain. The Copen, Vanessa! I suppose. Oh, yes, yeah, the Copen.
4: <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to talk about really... him, Somebody else.
1: I like Kopin. I like his, his adventures. They're so fun and so random. It's like, today I cooked a leak.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, that was just so enlightening. Let me tell you, I just I felt my <laughs> IQ just going through the roof every time I read one of those. I'm like, seriously, I can't skip this, really? Come on guys, help me out here
1: I actually thought Copin was sort of cute uh...
0: yeah. I
1: think that's like The only thing I actually kind of like About the series, he gives me life lessons In about, you know, a couple seconds <laughs>
0: uh, like, yeah, How can yeah. you, you not love watch Sesame
3: Street, Sam, there's where I get my life lessons
1: Hey, hey, Sesame Street's Wonderful <laughs> I have yeah, Oscar's Sesame Street.
3: Street's Luminous Arc is unfair It is yeah, Pat oh, Patrick's there's Heath. Heath. I'm was looking for remember,
2: remember
3: who, who remembers Heath? See, these characters are so memorable.
1: <laughs> Heath was supposed to be the Bishonen with the giant spear, right? It's yep. all like I yep. am justice, and then Alf was like, "Hi." He was like, "I don't know what to do with you." <laughs> he was like, "Hello." Go yeah, away. Yeah, the guy you I... had
3: to beat up a couple of times because he was playing at being evil before he finally joined you. I remember that part.
1: Yes. Come on, Alpha was not that bright. He was just like, "Oh no, he's betraying me. He doesn't like me." And he's just like, "That's right." And then he's like, "Yeah, I'm on your team." Like, accepted. doesn't make any sense. I don't. I. I don't know. It, it just kind of broke my brain a little bit. This whole. Playbabel- One like, "I hate you," and then the next minute he's like, "Yeah, I'm totally on your team, dude." And then I just like, "I'm confused." And that's all we get out of him.
2: But he willingly accepted manatees.
1: <laughs> he likes manatees!
3: <laughs> Most people should... seem to, except Phil, because Phil comes from Florida, which hates manatees, apparently. Mm-hmm.
1: Disc, disc, disc.
3: Yeah. Oh, me... there's Nikolai,
0: the guy who kept
3: spouting off about how much he loved witches and being surrounded by witches.
0: And, uh, he was actually good, because, I mean, who doesn't like these big busted women? I mean, he was being truthful at least. I think mean, Nikolai
1: would have ended up on Judge Judy. That's personally. much more
0: believable to me than somebody who loves manatees. I'm sorry. Manatees just get in my way and slow me down. Busty witches, on the other hand, they're hot. You
1: stop your manatee hating around, me. <laughs> <laughs> they're so cute. Do you know how man- did,
0: manatees it I dare made? somebody to make an anthropomorphic possum race just so I can run them down in the game. Mike, when you put up this show, make sure to make the blurb <laughs> something about us hating our manatees <laughs> or something. We will never work for any
3: branch of Natural Life Foundations because we hate all natural life. <laughs> I don't. I'm sure.
2: What I'm, sure we I'm do trying to figure. Right. Unlimited.
0: What I'm trying to figure out is why Why would you even allow a manatee on your team? Manatees, the thing that they teach you in Florida is the reason why you have to be so careful in the water around manatee is because they are the one form of aquatic life that absolutely has zero defense. I mean, they just, they're so dumb. They're so stupid. They have no weapons. They can't move out of the way because they move slower than a snail crawling through molasses. They don't have <laughs> teeth or anything. They just kind of sit there and just... Absorb the water around them and get fatter. I mean, it's just why in the world you'd want one of these on your team is just totally beyond my imagination. Well, if you use the
3: manatee and luminous art for physical attacks, then you're a moron. Yeah,
0: yeah. he's
4: a he's not Only used if you, for well, you could, you, you could try to increase his accuracy, then he becomes
0: well pretty dangerous. I had to keep. I think I had to use like I think I was using his special attack all the time, which didn't have a problem. It's hitting. useful. Yeah, His
1: special attacks were actually very good Yeah, because
0: yeah, the regular attacks were, were Yeah, just I, I well, don't even know why they put him in there It's just driving me oh, crazy The
4: attack is pretty high, he just can't hit anything just, without
0: can to help him with that Just like a real manatee, can't hit the broad side of the bus But can't be hit very easily
3: Yes, that makes perfect sense when the book says That he's uh, 80 centimeters high <laughs> I'm very afraid of manatees that stand 80
2: centimeters
1: As you this should is, be
2: does that include the fringe thing on his Trojan-style helmet? It doesn't say, but for the sake of argument, let's go.
3: Yes, he's he's compensating for something by putting a really tall hat on his head.
1: Come on, he's the most badass manatee ever,
2: <laughs> dude. <laughs> that, that's like claiming you wa- that that's like winning the Special Olympics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: ay, ay, ay. Yeah.
1: I noticed my manatee-loving ways are not allowed here. <laughs> I'm going to go cry Shh. in a corner. I've got nothing against <laughs> manatees. <laughs> yeah, but I like you. These these three, on the other hand.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I, I think I I think I know of a use for manatees. You, when you make them into really big plushies, the wife loves hugging manatee-shaped plushies. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's a cool use for them. Plushies. But they don't belong in my video games. I'm sorry. They just don't. They don't belong in my waters in Florida, and they don't belong in my video games.
1: Oh, Phil, you can't play le- Tales of Legendia then, because you're going to hate the fact that you have a party of otters at one point.
0: Otters. but they're they at yes, least have they're some... talking
1: otters, and they're all like, I'm cute, and that's all they do.
0: But they at least have a form of self-defense. They can get away. I, Manatees can't even get out of the dark, darn way. Actually, it's just the, there. The, the otters in Tales of Legendia were really
1: crappy. Yeah. Like, the Manatee in Luminous Arc is actually probably more powerful than the Otters in Tales how in do you?
0: How do you know you really weren't playing mandies that were just trying to pretend to be otters so you wouldn't slaughter them on sight. <laughs> you know, I didn't think of it that yeah, way. Yeah, you, you should have, okay? You really should have because it really sounds like they're like distant relatives of the Manatee to me. Maybe they're mandies in disguise. Okay, you know what I want to see in an RPG? I want to see a killer whale on your team. Sweet. Now, that would be cool. I could live with that.
1: Except Junes. The problem with having a killer whale on your team is that it's going to end badly, just like what happened on South Park. <laughs> and I don't want that ever well, happening. It, mi- it <laughs> might
3: end well for the killer whale like it did in Orca when it killed Richard Harris.
1: Killer whale that kills Richard Harris.
3: Well, well Richard Harris was a whaler and he pulled up its mate, which, which died with its unborn baby on the boat and the, ki- and the whale wanted revenge. And then it bit off Bo Derek's leg.
0: Vengeance <laughs> Vengeance whale! <laughs> Okay. Okay, we're getting off on a tangent here. <laughs> let's let's talk oh, about. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, What was Mike. the villain of this game? I don't. I was about to say, let's talk about the villain. Who in the hell was he? Oh, so that be Cardinal
3: Kingston or God?
1: I, I think it was God.
3: <laughs> it was God. Another it was really very a original hall. notion for the JRPG fighting God. Yeah,
0: real original.
4: Because well, like, he's not the creator; he's really some monster that wants to eat the planet.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Right yeah. Of there. So he's Galactus. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Sweet. So um, yeah, we didn't even remember the villain. He was just so worthless. I mean, yeah, somehow well, half the church was evil and blah 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 because churches are always evil. And I don't know. I lost track of the villain halfway through. All I can actually, you know what? Who's the real villain? In this game was guys. The manatee. Why the hell was he on my team? <laughs> He should have died. I should have took out my sword. You know what? That little brother dude should have turned to a big dragon and just eaten the manatee for breakfast. Now that would have been cool. (laughs) But
1: Theo would never. Phil, you're going into
0: fan fiction realm here. Dang it! Sorry, Mike. Uh,
1: Theo uh, likes the manatee, so I don't think he would actually kill it.
0: All right, let's talk about the best. Let's talk about the best part of this game. Which may not Oops. be... Because <laughs> it isn't the manatees. Well, let's talk about the battle system. I, you know, that's actually what... That's what actually attracted me to the game. As much as I love Busty Witches, it wasn't the picture of the Busty Witches that made me buy this game. It was the fact that it was a, a tactical or a strategic RPG or whatnot. And um, I'm always down with that. I love strategy RPGs. They're my favorite sub-genre uh, on the consoles. Um So I was kind of hoping for the next Front Mission 3, and instead I think I got, like, Front Mission 1 quarter. Because it was was just... To me... Well, let's talk about it for a little bit. Let's, let's. I mean, this is your very basic tactical RPG type of thing. Your uh, the controls and everything pretty much look at what you might mu- uh, what you might see in like Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Um, the graphics are fine, you know, as far as getting the job done in the battle system and whatnot. Um, you have a you have a, a party of characters that grows as you go through the story, so you got definitely plenty of people to pick from. Um, you can only take what is it five in the battle with you or something like that? Actually, in the first one, eight. you could take about eight. Eight. Okay, so it was about eight. eight.
1: In the second game, it's when they they dumbed it down to about six.
0: Ah, uh, um, so so that was you know that was kind of cool. Lots of people and stuff, and and you have plenty of people to pick from from your party, and you get to choose who you pick with take with you. And I've I always like it when a game lets me do that. Let me guess, Phil, you never took the manatee into combat with you? Um, just once to see if I could do friendly fire and kill him, <laughs> which you can. you can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> and it was very satisfying. Um Sometimes I just went back and did it again for kicks and giggles. I guess my main gripe with the with the with the battle system was that it, when I pick up a game that says tactical or strategy rpg somewhere in the box or that's what i read in a preview or something i I kind of expect to actually have to use tactics or strategy but this game (laughs) was so bloody easy and and the characters abilities were uh were just there there weren't very many to pick from there was no customization as far as the actual characters themselves they got whatever skills or whatever they got as they leveled up anyways you had no choices really to make there I I didn't actually have any... I slept through all the battles except for maybe like the... I think it was like the next last one or something like that that I actually had to do twice because I got wiped out for some reason. But for the most part, I just slept through the whole thing. What was y'all's experience? Pretty much the same here. (laughs)
4: Yeah. It's just, you know, very simple... Very easy. The only battle that I had tough with was this boat was the bonus dungeon you get after you complete the game once, and even that was pretty easy to get through once I basically made the ultimate equipment and put it on everybody. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> not my favorite part of the game, that's for sure.
1: I think the only battle I had to do again was the was yeah the second last one, the same one Phil's talking about. I remember because that final boss fight I think was the only actually challenging fight in the game. It also felt like the most unbalanced at mm. the same time. Mm-hmm. Part of mm. part of my disliking of Luminous Arc, both games really, is um, how XP is generated. One thing I don't like is that it's not very consistent. You have, every time somebody attacks, they get like 5 XP, but if they get the kill, they get right. like 30. Yeah. And that doesn't help when you're trying to build your party. You have to do more grinding than I think is necessary, whereas if you play the Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced games, or even the original Tactics, everybody you know, gained XP about at the same rate. So even if, let's say, you used a magic attack, you were getting at least 20 XP for a successful magic attack. In this game, it's pitiful to get 5 XP, so some of your characters can't even level up. Like, some of the witches you get, it's really problematic to try to level some of them up. Like Mel. Mel's a perfect example of, if you want to keep her on your team for the healing purposes, well, the moment she gets hit by an enemy, she's likely dead, because she doesn't have enough HP to sustain even just one hit as you go on later in the battles. Which that really annoyed me. And I, I found it worse actually in the second game. Like the first game's not as bad for it, but the second game is a worse offender for this problem.
0: And hmm. this this kind of I mean this kind of just as a good example I was kind of talking before we had a little debate going on and I was kind of mentioning how JRPGs really 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 lead, need to learn how to build off of each other's successes and, and stay away from things that don't work and and you know when the first few tactical RPGs came out you had this mechanic where the person with the XP gets the kill which seems logical in theory but in actual practice it's a pain in the rear end um, and, and then later games took care of that and, and they got rid of that where you know healers and stuff got their experience for healing, um, without actually having to get in kills and stuff, which makes a lot more sense. And yet here Luminous Arts goes back to this very archaic system. And uh, yeah, if you're trying to level up your healer or something, it's really well, actually, not the fun heal,
4: well healing and using yeah actually, healing he- using items does get nah. yeah. yeah. it it a lot of
2: the XP. Yeah. If you cast right. a spell on anyone else it's thirty XP. It's the easiest way to level anyone. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. Well at least I yeah. got that right. Short Although they error.
4: gave you less EXP in the second game, but, nah. <laughs> That's
1: why I said it's the worst offender. <laughs> it's
2: like they go back. Yeah. I want to bring up one other stupid thing, is that XP doesn't roll over, so it takes, like, a 100 XP to level up.
3: Oh, and I remember this. Punch this a yet. guy, uh, yeah.
2: and you're at, like, 90 XP, and then you punch a guy, kill him, get 58. You're at the next level with zero XP.
3: <laughs> that it's was Hey, you know how far back that goes? That goes back to the original Shining Force on the Genesis in 1992, which did that.
0: Yeah, it's like, come on, guys. I mean, learn from the mistakes. And I mean, uh, yeah. I think they fixed that in a second game. I'm going to have to double-check. They but then, then they took away they the healer did. stuff.
4: <laughs> well, no, well, the they, the, they the, downsized the, it. They didn't take it
1: away. Yeah, so, yeah and they And they, I think. Yeah, in what the second. idea was is they downsized the XP, but XP rolled over. So you didn't have to worry about each level starting at zero again to build your XP. It actually rolled over. Now, mind you, you still got a douche amount, but at least it rolled over. (laughs) That was my logic. It's like, okay, at least it rolls over. It's not so bad.
0: Yeah. Now, you know, let me just say for the record that, I mean, even though, I mean, I'm talking about this way, understand that, you know, I've been playing games for like, Decades since the beginning of time, and so I'm going to have that perspective, you know, when looking at this. I think if I was a new, you know, RP gamer and just coming to the table, and this was the first game I picked up, as far as battle systems go and whatnot, I wouldn't think it was too simplistic. It's, it's actually a great, probably entry level type of game. That uh, maybe, but for me, it was just way, way too simple, too easy, and just sleep-inducing. I, I, you know, and even if they just made the monsters harder, I'm not even sure that would really redeem it. Just because you really didn't have a lot of tactical options of what you really did in battle. It was just a matter of just trying to move your all your guys close enough so they could get hits in, uh, because you really don't have a lot of special skills, and the special skills you do have don't really make a huge, a huge difference. Especially the fighters. It's like, yeah, do I do a standard attack that does 50 damage, or do my special attack that does 70? I mean that's sh- at the end it's of the a day, no brainer. W- yeah, it's just mm, it's not a big yeah. You're not you're not losing any sleep on these decisions here. Okay, I'd like to say
3: that I remember entertaining the people in the break room quite often with the voice acting. In this game it's pretty amusing.
0: Oh. oh yeah, we should talk about the voice acting. So good.
3: For for a DS game to have substantial voice acting is not very common after all.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, definitely there's a lot of voice acting in this one. I remember it quite... Well, in certain instances, some of it's I, – I personally – I've never been a person who's really offended by bad voice acting. To me, there's good voice acting and then there's just funny voice acting. And this one definitely came across to me as the funny voice you know acting stuff. I actually like to listen to them because they they were either intentionally trying to be funny or they were just so bad they were funny. I'm not sure which.
3: My coworkers yeah, in the breakthrough greatly enjoyed
0: hearing the manatees. Uh… I wanted to hear the manatee scream, uh, but instead he just kept talking. I think we've gotten
3: your stance on the manatee down, Pat Phil.
0: <laughs> I don't think so.
4: I don't Sorry,
2: think you Sorry, Cassandra. I, I interrupted you.
4: Uh, no, I was just saying that the voice. I, I kind of thought it was both. I mean, it was. It was. You know, there was some pretty. There was some pretty good. I thought it was okay, but pretty decent overall, and also pretty tolerant of voice acting in general. I admit. <laughs> But I, I liked it. it. overall, yeah. I
1: yeah.
4: thought it was cheesy fun.
0: Yeah, that's what <laughs> I thought here. it was too. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of the few, you know, it's one of the few games I didn't try to zip through the voice acting cuz I actually like hearing them deliver the lines and stuff. Well, yeah, it I, I had like... to be cheesy cuz if you tried to take this seriously, it would be really, really boring.
4: No, well, the game never took itself all that seriously for most of the time, anyway. <laughs> no.
1: I liked Geo's voice. <laughs> I like very was... much. <laughs> I just pictured Theo kind of being more like a baby, sort of. It's like, I'm Theo. I have a dragon arm. Pay attention to me. <laughs> okay. By I, the way, I'm really
0: cute. I would have really... That's why I was looking forward to him, to the the epitome of innocent youth, being turned into this really nasty evil dragon that eats people in the countryside. That would have been awesome.
1: He burninates, yeah. man. He was supposed yeah. to burninate, and he never did.
0: Man... Never. No, Trugdoor.
1: Trogdor to... would not be happy with him. Did,
0: did they? Did that? Did they actually resolve that little plot line, or did it just get forgotten? I. I, I don't remember.
4: Well, uh, and, and they gave him a charm staff. that would stop the dragon trans- transformation. Supposedly, he and Alf are dragons, and they are. They were created by the planet to protect it, but they don't really go into any fixation as to where they came from. I mean, how are they dragons? How are they in human form? It's just. I mean, one of the very, very obvious cases of, you know, they just did nothing with that plot line. You, know, yeah.
0: you know what would have been cool? Is if they did, like, um, like Breath of Fire uh, Dragon Quarter, where you could, with him, you could turn into a dragon whenever you wanted to. But every time you did, it, it kind of took you a little bit closer to becoming a dragon permanently. <laughs> and that would have been cool.
4: Well, Theo's, uh, his flash drive, the special moves, does involve him, apparently unleashes some of the dragon's power to attack. He's normally an archer, but he does that for his flash drives after they get the charm, but again, nope, just, that's about it. <laughs> that's yeah. extensive.
0: Woo-hoo. Flash Resolving bears.
3: loose ends is not the, st- the specialty of Luminous Arc.
0: Nope. So, take us home, Mr. Mike. Is there anything else about this game we need to talk about? Uh, I, I mentioned that I entertained
3: people in the break room with the voice acting that's really my most concrete memory of this thing. I, I'm i sorry. I got nothing. What about
4: Tata's witch? We missed one.
1: We missed Vanessa. Vanessa. Well, we, also missed, we also
4: missed Mavi, the nature witch, but she's like uh, practically a non-entity anyway. So She's a non-entity, whereas Vanessa is.
1: You fight me 60 bajillion times. <laughs> oh, each yeah, time you sure. fight me, my breasts get bigger. <laughs> 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 it's not a joke! <laughs> aye, aye,
3: aye.
1: No, her priorities were look at my tits and fight me. That was it. Yeah, pretty much. In fact, you know what? She had good priorities compared to some of the other <laughs> women in this game. She knew she was hot stuff, and that was about it. I appreciate her, but she's not my role model. Maybe she should be. I need to reconsider things for the moment. <laughs>
0: Ponder.
2: Ponder that one. There's two things that are in this game that are Wait. really starting to bug me.
0: Did, did she... Was... Go
2: ahead. Okay, one, if you're going to do the character portraits instead of real cutscenes where they just talk, have more than three expressions for each portrait. If you're going to save money by doing it, take that money and do something good with it. (laughs) Two, stop with the battle taunts that repeat over and over. I don't need to hear that it's time for justice. Again.
1: Yes, you do. (laughs) It's time for justice!
4: (laughs) Here I come! (laughs)
0: Oh oh, 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 <laughs> oh, oh, That just brought back bad memories. Holy cow! Oh, that hurt.
4: <laughs> oh, come on, Nikolai is awesome. That hurt.
0: <laughs> that hurt. Okay, I, I think I think I think I think we're, I think we're done here. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good way to end it. That was the best impression ever.
0: Oh, let's 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 give this a sixty second roundup. I'll give you an extra fifteen seconds if you mention slaughtering manatees in the middle of your speech. <coughs> Mister Scott, go. What's your final thoughts on Yomis Arc One?
2: This represents everything that I hate in JRPGs. And manatees. <laughs> Burn the witch.
0: Burn her. That is <sighs> Sam.
1: Um, there's boobs. Except you can get better boobs over at the Archangelico Mart, which is just across the street. Um, I recommend those ones. They're a little bit more jumbly and better pillow, you know, material. (laughs) Also, manatees are not pillows, Phil. They're not. You
0: stop. Casamandra.
4: Uh, well, this, I like the game the first time I played it. Afterwards, I realized just how uh, simple and kind of uninteresting it is. I mean, I still find it enjoyable, somewhat enjoyable. I find it charming, endearing, but there are a lot better games out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, You know... I kind of agree with what one of y'all said earlier. Some witches should be burned at the stake. Um, <laughs> and the only person I could possibly recommend this to, like I said before, is somebody who's really kind of new to JRPGs and tactical RPGs. Maybe a friend you have never played um, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics or something like that before. And you're afraid that if you give them a game like that, it might be a little too overwhelming um,
3: shining Force for a person like that, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right, Mike. Just burn this one. Burn it at the stake. Mike, you've got the final word.
3: <laughs> I've got the final word, and I don't know what to do with it. I just told <laughs> you that I barely remember anything from this game. Um, so it it didn't stand out as terrible. It didn't stand out as awesome. It has sunk deep into the recesses of my mi- of my mind, and I'm trying to come up with more cogent details to pass on. None are surfacing, so... You can consider Luminous Arc 1 to be part of the sinkhole of memories everywhere. (laughs) You will play it, and then a year later you will be reminded that you played it, and you will go, Oh
1: yeah, I
3: did. And I can't remember a thing
0: about it. I
1: remember breaths. That's all I got. (laughs) And manatees, apparently. (laughs)
0: Uh, and triple D cups. Anyways, uh, let's let's stop this talk. While I go get a firewormed up and sharpen my harpoon, we're gonna let you listen to another musical selection. We'll be right back in just well, a few moments. A Phil. <laughs> well, this is true. We'll be right back in just a few moments. <laughs> Fresh in your mind with the second Entry in this series Luminous Arc 2 uh, This is this is a Nintendo DS Strategy RPG uh, Or tactical RPG um, Released in North America on November 18, 2008 And uh, so it does meet our RPG backtrack requirements of being at least Two years old This is rated T For Tactical tatas. boredom or tatas? Yeah, <laughs> TT. <laughs> this is rated TT. Yeah. Hmm. So, who wants to set the stage for the second entry, which must, much, must, must be much improved over the first one, right? Well, since Cassandra is, I the one who so. <laughs> would espouse that, then we will let her go first. Absolutely, set the stage for us. Tell us about the the story of Luminous Arc 2. Does it take up off of, after the first one?
4: Uh, no, actually, it they aren't at all connected except certain side quests imply they are parallel words to each world's words to each other.
3: But, I saw Vanessa uh, and, in one of those hot springs side missions.
4: Yeah, and, well, and also if you can recruit um, Alice and Therese, two NPCs from the first game, and they claim they came to the world of Luminous Arc 2 via slipping magic, which I guess is a wormhole or something.
0: Hey, it but, works anyway. for Star Trek. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, so these but, two little girls are listed as AA
0: size in the art book. <laughs> you know your art book is kicking When it lists the bra sides <laughs> The bra sizes of the female characters Yes especially the children Yeah Oh boy Yeah and I'm telling you I, I actually I, I think it was the Luminous Arc 1 Art book I got that does that And I was really kind of licked Looking over my shoulder to see if there's a police camera somewhere Or something <laughs> Just, Really seriously I need to know the 13 year old's breath pres- No that's okay <laughs> Oh, boy. So what, what else can you tell us about this one, Cassie? Uh, what about the, the characters and stuff?
4: Uh, well, they, they Well, I, just, I didn't really get into the plot much.
0: Well, get into the plot. It has a plot. Go ahead.
4: <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, well, it, uh, some, some years ago, there was appearance of strange monsters called Beast Fiends, and then the previous master of the Magic Academy had managed to seal them away, or at least seal them away for a partial while. But then they're back, and, uh, are also some witch, the Shadow Frost witch, Fatima, has been terrorizing the land for some reason. Uh, and so the nation. And what is uh, that
3: reason, uh, by the way?
4: What is that Shadow reason? Rigged. She wants to. What is that reason? She wants to reawaken that master who turned out he somehow turned evil.
0: Anyway, and how long uh, does it take be-
3: before we learn that reason?
4: Uh, I don't. Too I don't long. Know, about a third of the way <laughs> through the game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and this is after we fought her what three times?
4: Yeah, about three times, I'd say. <laughs>
2: uh...
3: Yes. Anyway, the, see, yeah, see, Sam and I have reminiscences of this event. They're not the positive sort.
4: It didn't bother me that much.
1: <laughs> I have a thing about when I have to fight a character more than three times. <laughs> The fact of the matters with Fatima is that she's a bee with an itch, and also, I'm just going to throw it out there, what makes me even more mad with her, she's like, I'm going to join your team, and then you know what happens? She betrays you and is all like, I don't want to join your team anymore. It's like, make up your mind, woman. What is this? So we're not you know going on a first date here. Like, seriously. What I
3: remember is, you meet Fatima, you fight her. That's it. Nobody ever mm-hmm. asks... Why are we fighting you? What is our problem with you that we must fight you? And then we fight her again. Nobody fight, thinks to ask, "Hey, Fatima, we fought you before. Is there a reason we're fighting you again?" Nope, we're just gonna fight you some more. And then we fight her again. And then we finally learn what the reason is, which is that she wants to protect the world in her own way. And nope, we're gonna keep fighting you because that's we don't we're care too about your reason. To get to a reason not to.
1: It's like, we don't care about what your reason is. Let's just keep fighting you. And she's just like, bring it on! And it's like, why am I doing I this I hate to event? bring Roger
3: Ebert into this, but he has a saying for the idiot plot where one line of dialogue could undo half of, the, half of the events. And yes, if somebody had thought to ask at the beginning, Fatima, why are we fighting you? And she said the reason, then you know what we would have? Half the game, out the window, immediately.
1: <laughs> yeah... The plot in this one is just... It was so bad. So bad that, you know, I'd read the text for a few seconds and then hit the skip button. You know how handy that is? The skip button? They needed that in the first game. It was like my best friend the whole time I was playing it because in my mind I was also secretly cursing Jooms for sending it to me.
3: (laughs) Sam, when did I ever say, This is the greatest game ever! You are going to love
1: it! No, no, I... I have to admit I was the idiot because I was like okay you're telling me this one's worse how bad could it actually be and I am a moron I, I warned you moron.
4: well if I may add I've, been the, I've often said it's, a, I, it's better than the
3: first one so perhaps it's my
4: fault as well
1: I still love you it's okay
3: <laughs> Yeah, I'm Doom's not, not going to make any skills. judgments we, we've said our piece I brought out the idiot plot line that pretty much sums up my feelings of this plot <laughs> Anytime I have to compare it to some of the worst things Roger Ebert has reviewed in plot terms, then we're on thin ice. Like the Green Hornet? (laughs) He didn't use the idiot plot for that. I'm thinking more of bad romantic comedies where, you know, people run around and if some guy says, Hey, your fiancé's over there with that guy, then the whole plot is undone.
1: You know what? Luminous Arc 2 just kind of... I don't know what it was. I think that made me so bitter. I know Fatima was part of it. But she was counteracted by Josie being cute <laughs> because Josie used cat puns for everything, like it's fatty meow. Meow And it's just like, kitty, I like you. You can talk. Huh? Everyone else go away. But no, really, it's just it's one of those games where the plot made me feel like my IQ was taking a beating. It was like there was a hammer and the hammer was repeatedly hitting my brain and my brain was turning into like mac and cheese. <laughs> and I just stopped crying because it's like I love mac and cheese why are you doing this to me
3: (laughs) maybe it was a meatloaf instead
0: well since since you seem to like some of the characters a little better let's talk about the characters
3: let's go with some of the other characters like uh, our hero Roland he's so uh, distinct isn't he
4: Yeah, so distinct from Alf.
0: (laughs) 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 I'm noticing (laughs) a a, a little little hint of sarcasm (laughs)
3: I just realized that Alf has the same name phonetically as uh, a certain sitcom character of the 80s. I probably should have noticed that earlier.
1: You're a little slow,
3: honey. Can you blame me, Sam, for not wanting to recollect?
1: No, because remember, he returned in pog form.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That's what we need in a a sitcom-based RPG we need one A
1: what? A pog?
2: Well, no, a sitcom-based RPG
1: <laughs> So you
2: want a yes, Seinfeld then I, can, I
3: can kill the Tanner family
2: Hey I, I, I want, Yes, I, I want the, t- the Four from Seinfeld As sort of the typical adventuring group Just going around And slaughtering um, All the really lame sitcoms of the 80s We can kill Helen Hunt and Paul Reiser Oh yeah
1: Oh yeah
3: I uh, I think we're diverting from our main tangent again, though. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh... That's because
1: it's Luminous Arc. It's very easy to do that. <laughs> Let's also, talk about Alti. Sucks.
3: Come Ulti. on, Sam. Alti is so memorable. I thought she, she was. I like her actually. She's the fire like... the
4: fire witch in training who becomes the Ember Witch, or oh, rather the White Flame Witch. I wanted to smack oh,
1: her. I wanted to smack her. She was whiny. She was whiny. really? I didn't like her. I didn't use her. Every time they made me use her, I was like, oops, she's at, like, level two.
4: You're pretty dang powerful, though.
1: I, I, so and the she... thing is, I had my witch of choice. I liked the one that looked like Keystis, which was Dia. I liked her. Yeah, uh, that, I liked her more, actually. She's my favorite character in the game. But really- I liked her, too. She was actually not horrible. She also beat people with a baton, <laughs> which is pretty badass. So, I don't know Altia was, I don't know She just rubbed me the wrong way And I think immediately when I decided To not use her in my party That's when I stopped caring I guess is the best way of putting it Mm -hmm. And then she turned all like Super sexy fire witch And I was like, you know I'm not a lesbian, but I'm not attracted to this And I benched her even further (laughs) I'm a horrible woman, I know I'm just picky. I'm really picky. And and Dia fit the bill for being super cute girl that I liked.
3: How about Rina? She's not a witch, though.
1: Rina's cute! I liked Rina. Actually, I used her for most of the game. Actually, And in fact, because my original final party sucked so much, I uh, ended up swapping her back in. I raised her a couple levels, I swapped her back in, and she actually slayed the final boss for me. So, I like her. Two thumbs up.
3: Did Steiner join you? I'm trying to remember.
1: Yes. No, he never does. Oh no, he dies and you get okay, the somebody first... else.
3: Yeah. Although oh, I
4: think he's Richter, yes.
1: Yeah, Richter. He's the one I got kept getting confused because I kept thinking Steiner joined too, and I was like, wait a minute, I have this blonde surfer looking dude. That is not Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> See how I remember characters? <laughs> it's not good.
0: <laughs> I remember Mamatease.
1: You st- are not you stop, in this game. This
0: stupid art book. Why is Sophia listed
3: so prominently? She never joins you. She doesn't even do much except betray you later on.
1: Yeah, well, the art book likes to showcase the one with the best assets. I don't know.
3: Well, yes, yeah, Sophia has size DD. That's, that's what the book says.
1: But is she bigger than Fatima?
3: Oh, let's, According let's to the let's art book. Her. See, this is the great <laughs> having this art book with me here. Oh, Fatima's <laughs> just a size D. Ooh.
0: I'm oh, bigger Karen than is only system. a size B Oops I don't <laughs> like this game anymore I was going to ask if there were any Average size women in there I don't know <laughs> I liked Karen even with her incredibly impractical Hairdo
1: <laughs> Actually that's something about this series that's kind of Entertaining The, the hairdos oh, I yeah. could, You know who I did think was kind of adorable? I liked Pop I didn't like her brother because he was an annoying little chef boy <laughs> but I liked Pop She was mean For some reason has
4: a British accent Don't get that
1: Yeah I I, I didn't get that Because she didn't have one I'm like You're supposed to be siblings <laughs> Well
3: that's the only the way To be properly prissy And annoying Is to be a Brit You know that
2: Oh I'm hello a
4: chef, Can you have a French accent Or
2: something <laughs> Yeah
1: I don't know yes, a... but it,
2: But you are must remember The old joke In hell The chefs are British
1: <laughs> Ah That would make sense then
3: Yes, and they will also showcase the big book of British smiles for you.
1: Don't don't scare little children like Ralphie. No. <laughs> How about Sadie? I liked Sadie. Sadie was cute and useful. Lord Very. was she useful? Um, the fact that she's one of the few characters who uses long-range attacks, and she had a good wide range compared to even Rena, who's an archer. Like she could just blow people up from well off the other side of the map. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, her regular
3: attack had a longer range than anybody else's I recall.
1: Yep. Did. I I I quite enjoyed having her in my party just so I could, you know, use the giant gust attack that takes up almost the entire screen, which is like I think the last one she gets. I I quite liked that. It was again useful for the final boss fight, which I hope we talk about.
3: Oh, we will. But we're not done with all these fascinating, wonderful characters yet, like Calf, the otaku of the game.
1: Well, no, he was pretty much just Nikolai, and equally as horny. <laughs> but apparently like, an artist much... as well. <laughs> yes, he was an artiste, but like, they were like long-lost brothers, seriously. like yeah, They were basically. the same person. <laughs> the only difference was, one was gangly and tall, and an artiste, mm. and the other one was this redhead with glasses... Who was probably like equivalent to Yosemite Sam? <laughs> Just throwing it out there because his logic was, "Booby witches are booby witches." Yippee! <laughs> and that's all I remember about him. So you know. Oh, we haven't water. covered all the witches
3: should... yet. How about Luna?
1: I like Luna. She was asleep all the time,
3: and she, she always... loves
1: water. She loves water. She always say, "I'm thirsty." And I'd be like, yeah, I'm thirsty too, I want a beer. <laughs> How is I not drunk playing this game? That's what I want to know. Now that,
0: that would have actually, you know what, that would have made Luminous Arc 1 more fun. I should have bought a bottle of liquor when I bought the cartridge.
1: <laughs> you know, this could lead into a very bad podcast of games you play drunk <laughs>
3: Hey. I don't want to go there
1: yet let's, no, do, and let's There are
3: Karen's two friends Ace and Moose
4: Moose They don't join the party though
3: No, but they're people
1: Moose And they're a in the
3: nose. art book So I have to mention them
1: I just remember Moose had a big nose That was about he it
3: does. Very He also big. has sunglasses And as I learned from Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter Anyone who wears sunglasses in the daylight must be a vampire
1: Probably It would make sense Why didn't Twilight think of this? Oh, wait.
3: (laughs) Oh, vampires don't sparkle in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, that's why.
1: How disappointing.
3: Maybe they should sparkle. Instead, they actually kill people.
1: Ah, That's what what
3: the American Civil War was all about, you know. The vampires were in control of the South, and they wanted to keep buying people for food.
0: Aye, aye, aye. Alrighty. Oh, Master Matthias.
3: (laughs) I also does not join you, but you get to beat the crap out of him a couple times.
1: I remember sleeping through his bits. I don't remember him other than he hit me with a big sword and pretty much his attack was, I come you to death! And he was right.
3: Oh, and (laughs) Cassandra, you mentioned Alice and Therese. I never found them in the game.
1: I did. Yeah. Actually, when you see them, like, you know how we were thinking about a wormhole? I think, you know, one of them just made bad curry, because one of them fights with a chef's knife. I don't remember yeah, there was which a one it was. Pen. Yes. So it's like I... partners in crime.
4: I can't remember which was which, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I keep getting the two of them confused. I tried using them, but by the time I had actually got them, they were just too low level compared to some of my other characters. The one with the
4: knife has a crazy high attack power, but the one that uses magic, eh, kind of just you can just ignore. Okay. Was it Alice, the one who uses magic, and Therese? Yeah, I think Therese uses the knife. She's blonde. White. Yep. Wear the white hat. It's yeah,
1: it's coming to me. Here.
3: I think Where you're right. My, where's my art book? Uh, Alice is the one with the rolling pin, and Therese is the one with the knife.
1: All right, I was right. Yep. Win-win is you. Okay, can we please talk about the final boss fight? Because it's one thing I really, 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 really want to talk about. <laughs> I don't (laughs) like
3: this game anymore! No, we have to talk about what Roland does with all the witches when they're on screen together.
1: Oh! He's a poly!
3: (laughs) Hey! Yes, to be a polygamist with witches is apparently the finest ideal of ImbiJetPod.
1: I was a polygamist. I was happy about it in that game. The witches weren't, but... You know, I didn't care. It looked what happy to me. They were
3: putting on a wedding dress every time we did this thing.
1: <laughs> they're super wedding dress, awesome powers. It was like getting married every day, and me going, "Roland, honey, sweetie, how many divorces did you get in the process of this? Because those were pretty quick."
0: <laughs> how are you guys making fun of the fact that I live in Utah? <laughs> Only <laughs> if you know. choose to have it so.
1: Indeed.
3: Oh, and Sam. Before we what? can talk about the final boss, we have to talk about the other boss you get to fight over and over, that Beast Lord, who you reminded me the name of, and I have forgotten completely. Barvna?
1: Yeah, Barvna. Yes. I can't... Barvna.
3: I'll Bar-a. let Cassandra talk about him, because you remember him more than See, eating the I crap out of him.
1: I can't get his name right, because when I looked at it, I thought it was Bhavna, which is a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> the way it was spelled, I was like... Bu that's not in this game, and then I had to read it more closely i'm like, oh i'm never going to say this right. <laughs> Cassandra can say it better than I can i'm just going to butcher it, but that's phil's specialty i don't want to step my overstep my boundaries
0: okay uh, so, uh, Phil well like the
3: game, so he it's harder for him to butcher names unless he's seen them before.
0: Uh.
4: Okay. Uh, oh. Well, Barba, is the uh, king of beast fiends, he calls himself. Uh, he's apparently been working behind the scenes to try to release his, to release Antarnia, the land of the beast fiends, into the world so they can take over from humans. Uh, he looks like a—he's uh, like—he he looks like a, like a gigantic werewolf, and the bottom half is like a like Hellboy. Apparently, I don't know.
1: You know what? Not Actually, he command. reminded was... me of something. Cassandra, I know you've played Devil Survivor. Did he not remind you of that one Bell?
4: Uh which the way one? Way did he
1: look? That would be the one where when you have to save um, Haru, and there's like she's on the stage in flames. Oh, Belial. Uh, yeah, maybe a more muscular version of it, and like that's him. what I kept thinking of when I was playing it. I was like, he looks like someone I've seen in another game I just played. <laughs>
4: Well, he, well like, then again, he does get wings when he gets an upgrade, but, so...
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh, sorry, he also kills uh, Master Matthias uh, after Matthias tries to open the door on Artania to basically close it again, or something like that. I forgot that little plot point there.
1: <laughs> he likes murder. That's all we need to know.
3: <laughs> yeah, and he is impossible to murder, because he's, um...
1: He's got a stupid amount of hit points. <sighs>
3: He takes a licking and keeps on ticking. That's what he does.
1: That's probably the best way to put it. (laughs) Okay, Sam. Now we get to talk about
3: what's-her-face, the final boss.
1: Who looked like a 12-year-old. Yeah, and then she turns into this freaky flower lady. Who regenerates. Yeah.
3: Uh She
1: is cheap. Do you want to know how I beat the boss? I had the best plan ever. You know those mana materials... That like hit a, like, a thousand damage guess who sat in the corners where she couldn't hit and basically did that the whole battle <laughs> I
4: saved it... those for that, those hot spring battles <laughs> those nasty question mark silver coping things yeesh I didn't actually
1: do those so I had enough of them left <laughs> over and I just said you know what I'm sick of trying to fight you in a nice honorable way Bam! and you know what it was the best moment of my life, because I think I, I, I pinged June's and I was like, I beat her by cheating! And it felt good! I guess
4: it's because I did the Hot Springs battle first. I mean, she was a challenge, but when I realized, hey, get to the side so she can't hit you with that nasty beam attack, and then just hit her with magic and ranged attacks.
1: Well, see, what I ended yes, up... Yes, the, the
3: beam that spreads across the entire center of the screen is unavoidable, and hurts like hell is not your friend.
1: <laughs> yeah. See... My problem with that final boss fight, when I was trying to do it honorably, as I'll put it, was the fact that I was not really using any long-range characters except for Sadie. So, of course, I raised all my characters to nice high levels, and they couldn't even survive because they had to get in front of her to do things. So that's when I said, screw it, I can't win with the party I have, and I can't make Sadie do all of it because her hit level or her damage level is not high enough to compare with the regeneration. And that's why I said, screw it. I'm just going to bomb her butt. And it worked far better than any other plan I could think of at that point because I was just sick of doing that fight over and over again. And you know what? I don't regret it. It was cheating, but I, I reveled in it. I was happy. <laughs> so, well, you didn't hack
3: the game. You used the tools it gave you and did a cheap thing. <laughs>
1: Hey, if she wants to be cheap, I'll be cheap right back. That was my logic. Hmm? And hey, if you use it on the Copens,
4: why not the final boss?
1: <laughs> it's so true. I, I don't think yeah. I could go back and do those hot spring fights. Like, they, they just sound not fun times. <laughs> I went through yeah.
3: one of it. It's pretty much you fight a whole bunch of really strong enemies, and... And
4: then fight a ridiculously
1: tough boss, which is... Oh, Vanessa! She's back. Yeah. Jeez. No! I don't like Vanessa!
3: Yeah, she's pretty tough.
4: Very tough. I mean, even if you give uh, the person... Even if you give uh, some people the... the uh, what... It's an item that com- almost completely blocks all fire attacks. It's pretty much one for every single element. It, it does like maybe like a single digit point of damage. Even if you give that to a few of them. She, she, there's a good chance she could come out on top because one of her fire moves somehow still breaks through it. I don't understand how that works. So, I, I, call,
1: yeah. I call, bull on that. That just doesn't <laughs> sound fun at all. Bull spit. Mind you, Vanessa I mean, was cheap in the first game, so it really didn't matter.
4: Yeah, he or she's even cheaper. I mean, it took a lot of, took me a lot of grinding and just, you know, trying to working carefully in order to get through those. It's still hard, even on New Game Pluses, for crying out loud. And New Game Plus is supposed to make things easier. It does, until you get to the hot springs. Like, the first two aren't bad. Then you get to the, se- the third two, and you actually have to be careful again, or she's going to wipe the floor of you.
3: Lame. I'm well, kind of glad I those. Roland can uh, engage all of the witches and make them put on wedding dresses all the time. What else is there that's different about the battle system?
4: Uh, I can't. well... It's a, well, it's a little, well, just, well, the enemies are a little bit harder. Uh, you can't, you know, you can't access all the items at once. Every character has to have two uh, equipped on them. And, well, not items, but I mean like, you know, usable items, like healing items and such. They, you know, carry two at a time, so that makes it a little bit more challenging.
1: Uh, Again, I called bull spit on that. That was kind of balls. Hmm, perhaps. Then I was able to cheat and it didn't matter. <laughs>
4: I know it's like the engagement was the most innovative part of that because it, you know, it do it, you know, it made Roland whatever element of the witch he engages with is. Uh, he the only time he can have flash dri- has his flash drive available and he has some extra abilities linked to that element. And uh, one of his stats raises, for example, uh, if he engages with Ulti, his attack power increases, and uh, it only lasts for a certain number of turns. I turns I never did. I don't out how much, so you have to figure out when to use it and uh, know which witch is to take in a battle.
1: That's kind of rather interesting. It's four; you can use it's it for four? four turns. Yeah, okay. Or the if difference. the witch dies, then it's well, gone. Well, yeah, if the witch dies, it's gone. <laughs> but um, I remember it's funny. I didn't realize for a while that he gains almost all of their magic abilities when he engages with them. So I went through battles where I'd, I'd hook him up with Luna and. Totally forgot that he had a healing spell. <laughs> I felt so dumb, and then I flipped the flipped the page, and I was like, "Oh, he can heal too." So I felt silly that I actually didn't realize for the longest time that he actually carries over some of their spells. I just knew that he got the extra ability and uh, better flash drive, better attacks, and all that kind of stuff. But I was like, "Oops, he has spells too." <laughs> Mind you, he hits, obviously, I mean, he. I don't think he's meant to be a magic user. Because, well, he, like, if,
4: if he engages with Fatima, then those are actually relatively useful good. otherwise.
1: yeah. Everybody else, like, he's got no hit detection. <laughs> it's, like, crap. Like, because he, um, when you do it with Dia, um, you get her, um, the light ray attack that will hit, like, in the cross pattern. But he does, like, 20 damage yeah. with it whereas she does, like, 150. So it almost seems pointless to try to use magic with him. But mind you, his when he has the healing spell with Luna, it actually heals for a nice substantial amount. So it's actually pretty handy. Um, I know when I played, I, I had him engage a lot with Luna and Fatima when I used them, and a few times with Sadie, but his wind attacks were crap, so I kind of didn't bother I didn't – every time I did get the wedding scene, though, I, I was pretty amused by it. They give you, like, that happy music, like the diddle-oo, diddle diddle And it was just like, I got married really
0: fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we no, should I probably mention that good. Yoko
3: Shimomura did a very good job with, this, with the track she wrote for the game. Mm-hmm. Very Music's good. Music's
1: actually one of the best parts of it.
3: Better like, than the first game, for sure.
1: Yes, yeah, so Well, the first game, I don't really remember any of the music, come to think of it. I, but but I, I like the opening theme. I like, yeah, that was good. But I remember in the second game, oddly, that I actually remembered some of the tracks. Like, I really love the final boss theme. I think it's really good, and I remember that. And but nice. she write that
3: the one. The world
0: falls. Yes, yeah, she, she did.
4: did. She okay. did most of the. Basically, all my favorite tracks were done by her. Uh, the world falls. The uh, the theme for Barba was done by her. His both his regular theme and his battle theme, the Rosetta Rosso theme, and the theme when you fight Rosetta Rosso. And uh, also the theme—I well, don't know if you, you probably heard it because he didn't do the Hot Springs battle—but the special theme that accompanies that was also done by her. Oh, sweet! That's pretty good.
1: Huh? That's something I'll have to make sure before I send uh, the game back to Jooms that I download onto my computer. Because, <laughs> 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 like, I actually really did enjoy the music. Like, I, I liked the Rosetta Rose theme. I actually really liked the um, the shop music. I think it's called Breezy Days or something. It something was really like cute. That. Like it it really fit, you know, just kind of having a very relaxed sort of uh theme. I mean because buying equipment is a very relaxing thing apparently in this game. <laughs> but it it was pretty cuz I found myself humming along with it when I was playing. And that's what I like. Like I can tell when I like the music in the game when I uh can hum along with it. Or it's stuck in my head for a couple days, and I don't realize that I'm, like, walking around my house, you know, humming along and going, oh, you know, that's from Luminous Heart. That's kind of bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) So the music was at least something that had a lasting impression. I'll I'll definitely give it that.
3: The graphics, on the other hand, were not exactly top of the line.
1: Mm.
3: I mean, they were fine. They just didn't dazzle me in any way.
1: Well, this is not exactly a graphically intensive tactical game I mean You want to compare it to something It looks like it's on par with Final Fantasy Tactics I'm not talking about the advanced I'm talking about <laughs> the original one um, And even then I will still say That Final Fantasy Tactics looks better um, You know, they had big head small body syndrome And that's okay Because in tactical games, you know, you have to expect that Unless you play <laughs> Devil Survivor Where everybody has small heads and small bodies So I'll I'll accept big head, small body syndrome in tactical games. I won't accept it in other places.
3: You don't like being top heavy. (laughs) (laughs) You're mean. This seems like an odd statement from you of all people, Sam.
1: I just, when I play an RPG, for an example, and you see like the really awful 3d, and you have, like, a character with a massive head but a really tiny body. It's just something that always really bothers me. <laughs> like, Har- Harvest Moon is, is a victim of this um, for some of the games, like the uh, the GameCube games. Like, the one on Magical Melody of the Girl has, like, this massive head, and yet her body doesn't look proportional to her head. She has this giant tomato head. I just thought that was weird. And, and Luminous Arc is all cute. <laughs> they have big heads but little bodies, and... <laughs> I'm okay with that.
0: I, I don't like this topic anymore.
3: This luminous arc talk than we've ever had before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Is the battle system any more entertaining?
1: A bit. We, we told you there was marriage and polygamy.
3: I guess uh, not. Be listening, better... Phil, you can marry for a little while each of the witches and game. What
0: about her... the actual yep. tactical part of the battle? The other one oh, no, fighting I mean,
3: great tactic for being the final boss? <laughs> ay ay ay. Hey tactics like that Don't grow on trees
1: <laughs> I thought I was resourceful <laughs> Honestly though I think that was just me Being fed up <laughs> Truthfully <laughs> I, I tend to put more effort Into my tactical games That final boss fight, I was just like You're cheap I hate you Stop regenerating You know what I'm just gonna keep doing A thousand damage For no reason and you will keep regenerating, and you will be able to do squat on me.
0: <laughs> oh, well, it sounds like sounds like Sam that you pretty well hit on all the big parts here about this game. And I do mean, what did it teach you? All of them.
1: <laughs> like I said, Ark, what did it teach you? Squat.
0: <laughs> uh, taught me new things about manatees. Hey,
1: They're
4: hey, hungry. and how fast? a barn. <laughs>
0: It taught me that I can feel very guilty looking at a, a manga book when it had pictures of 12-year-olds and it gave me their cup sizes.
3: I don't think they're even 12. They look more like they're 6.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm more guilty. He, he
1: Image Pooch made a game just for you. It's called Criminal Girls.
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> I got to go to confessional. I'll be back. I'm going to my evil Catholic church.
3: Oh. Well, Phil, it sounds like we have not convinced you that Luminous Arc 2 is in your near future.
0: You're right, Mike. So why don't I give our panelists who have spoke about Luminous Arc 60 seconds to convince me otherwise. <laughs> that
3: means it's your turn. <laughs> okay, uh, well,
4: I like this game. I mean, I yes, it's got its, got its fair share of problems. The pod gets dumb in spots, but at least it's a bit more inspired than the first one. Uh, the characters are well. It depends on who they are. So they're somewhat more rounded, a bit of development there, but a lot of they're, again, they're very charming, very endearing to me anyway. Uh, slight, battle system slightly improved, uh, and I just, I mean, the music is really, really good. I mean, I bought the soundtrack as soon as I could. I actually own both of them, but well, that's a side point. And well, yeah, again, I, it's it, it's because of this that I actually rather like uh, Image Epoch now. I mean, I've enjoyed every each one of the games they've released so far. So um, yeah, so not a terrible game.
0: Sam.
1: <laughs> what, Phil? <laughs> what,
0: what would you like to say in 60 seconds about Luminous Arc 2?
1: Uh, I got squat.
3: <laughs> hey, Scott, do you have any reminiscences from when Sam was playing this in your presence? <clears throat>
2: um... I swore a lot, I know that. Yeah, that there was much profanity.
3: <laughs> so from from the point of view of an observer of someone playing Luminous Arc 2, profanity will result.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey Scott, tell people how I'm so profane when I say the F word and then two seconds later, oopsies.
2: Yeah, that, that that's how Sam plays things. It's Oopsie, I made a boo, no, it's oopsies and then it'll be, Tapper Stand!
0: I made a boo boo. <laughs> hey, wait! I got a copyright on that. <laughs> I'm just well, saving you say the say trouble, Phil. <laughs> okay, thanks. Anywho, um, maybe Mike can save us with it, with it, with it, with his import corner selection. We'll be right back after the selected you. <laughs>
3: this by saying, if I had Luminous Arc 3, I would probably play it. But I do not have it. And the import prices are in the range of $40 to $50, which is too much. I'm not paying that much for Luminous Arc 3 when it's still in Japanese. So I'm going to talk about another DS game in Japanese. Shining Force Feather. Which I am pro- I am pleased to say I have a much more positive view of than either of the Luminous Arcs. It's not really like any of the old Tactical Shining Force games, but it is a Tactical Shining Force game, and it does not do a disservice to the series. This is an actual good Shining game after all the the Shining Souls and the Shining Wind and the Shining Tears and the Shining Force EXA and the Shining Force Neo and whatever other Shining crap Sega's been foisting on us for the last decade and more. The battle system is interesting. You take up to five people into combat, and each of them has a gauge that goes up to 100. It charges by a certain amount each turn, and that gauge determines how many attacks you can make. If you have a full gauge of 100, then you can make several different attacks on the enemy depending upon what strength your attack needs to be, and you can also do a union with someone else so that that person will attack from behind while the character you selected to do the attack is attacking from the front, and the person attacking from behind will do more damage. Thus, that makes more sense than simply having two people attack in a row. Um, That's the essence of the system, where you have a gauge that goes up. And One thing I like about this game is it gives you a reason to watch your characters be struck by the enemy because you have a choice. You can press the B button when you're being hit to try and recover 10% of the life you're losing, or you can hold the A button which gets kind of tricky. Some of the enemies are hard to time, but if you hold it right, then you will recover some of the gauge and be able to do more attacks faster than otherwise because the enemies have been conveniently smacking you around, and this is your means of making that useful. Um, one, one particular battle I remember interested me greatly. There, You've managed to take off some goblins, and they come at you with a big tank, and the tank, its gauge increases At an abnormal rate. So you smack it around for a few times, then a goblin pops out. And you keep smacking it around, and more goblins keep popping out. And if you smack all of them out, then the tank does nothing. It sits there. The goblins will keep trying to get back into the tank, so you've got to kill them. But if you can get them all out of the tank, then it's worthless to them until they get back inside. Um, The story is, well, it's kind of hard to understand through the Japanese, but You've got your standard. I'm a hero I'm a heroic treasure hunter named Jin. Here's my Centaur friend Bale. And we just found this woman named Alphine, who's actually a core unit and operates this flying ship and we run around and find things. And oh gosh, there's an evil version of you who has just summoned this big evil thing that's flying up in the sky. If it was translated into English, it wouldn't exactly be Pulitzer Prize worthy, but it does the job. And it has a substantial quantity of voice acting I think even a higher percentage than either of the Luminous Arc games And with really good fidelity uh, Here, I'll give you actually a sample (laughs) I won't say that the music is as good as that But it mostly does the job, even if some of the compositions are too short The graphics are pretty good. Um, The battlefields do this weird thing of you being on a plane that seems to be suspended in air so that you get a gigantic, wavy background far below you, which is hard to explain and would make much more sense if I showed it to you, but I can just say that this is a solid tactical game. It's fairly easy if you know what you're doing. If you can time your button presses right, then you'll recover a lot of gauge and be able to attack more often than otherwise. But I'm having a lot of fun with this, and since the odds of us actually getting it into English are very, very low at this point, and it seems to be pretty cheap import, go for it, I'd say.
0: Hmm. I I think you might have convinced me on that one, Mike. (laughs) Might might be playing that little bad boy. Actually letting the uh, Japanese speaker in the family play that one.
3: (laughs) Well, it's a tactical game, and it's fairly linear, so... You've played tactical games you put you test the options a little bit you'll be able to figure out what you're doing It's not yeah. like games where you need to run around and figure out oh crud what what's that one item I need to progress the story It's not going to force you to do
0: that yeah, It sounds like it's a little bit a little bit more complicated than let's say the original shining force games, but not so much so that it's overwhelming
3: no it's it's different than them. oh, I also like and Sam will like this too that even the people who aren't in combat. They get it at a reduced rate, but everybody gets experience when you win a battle.
0: Woohoo! And that's the way it should be.
3: And everybody who's in combat not only gets experience at a multiplier rate based on the things they did. I don't understand everything that goes into it because there's a lot of conji involved, but you can get the base experience multiplied by, oh, I've seen it up to 70 80%. Except if somebody dies in combat. You can actually bring people back at one hit point but then they get no multiplier for what they did in combat. Mm. This is cool. probably because you can take a maximum of five people and you're often up against three times that in combat.
0: Cooly coolly, Like it. Impacts. Yeah, any, anything else about it? I, I think I
3: summed up everything pertinent, but go for it if there were
0: questions. No, seems pretty cool. Sounds yeah. nifty. Sounds mm-hmm. nifty, and I mean, and in case you're wondering, you can grab the grab this off of eBay. Um, I see one here for seventy five dollars, but I'm that not is gonna... not the price you should pay. <laughs> but you might want to skip that one and catch this other one that I see for nineteen dollars.
3: That's more reasonable.
0: Okay, so that's Shining Force Feather for your DS. Since it's not region lock, it'll play just fine on your DS. Unfortunately, we may not be enjoying that luxury with the 3DS, from what I understand.
1: Did no, they that? Not, at
0: all. Mm,
3: mm-hmm. not at all. Oh, suck at Nintendo.
0: Suck. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, so, <laughs> while uh, Mike and I write angry fan mail to Nintendo of America, we'll let you listen to one more selection before we come back with the final line. Very much for this wonderful retrospective on luminous arc. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show for your very first time uh you know Cas really appreciate it. <laughs> she's a ninja now,
3: yeah, yeah, she's from dinner alive, apparently
2: Dead or she alive. kicks high <laughs> isn't that right, cassandra uh <laughs>
3: Oh boy, oh boy, well, we oh boy. all know that Phil never says anything that's wrong, so you must be a ninja.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I'll okay. update the,
2: I'll, I'll update the staff bios right now.
0: Yay! Join us next week. Um, we'll have our mid-month RPG backtrack, which will include our blast from the recent past selection. Uh, uh, we'll be talking about uh, Bla- um, My World My Way, Dragon Quest, Hand of the Heavenly Bride, Puzzle Quest Galatrix, Blue Dragon Plus, Legacy of Ease Book One and Two, and Drake of the Dark Eye. And we'll also have a PC pit Stop. We'll be talking about, as appropriate for Valentine's Day, we'll be talking about The Witcher. So, absolutely the most romantic man out there, bar none. And we want to thank everybody who's written to us and wrote on our boards or whatnot. We got a lot of interesting uh, feedback, and we heard multiple cries of people who said that they are just dying to hear the skit at the beginning of the show. They didn't like it so much at the end. So, I think we'll be moving that guy right back to the beginning where he probably belongs um, and whatnot. We certainly appreciate everything y'all have to say. Um, So... Any any final farewells and parting thoughts from you, Miss Sam Marcello?
1: I'm playing the Tingle RPG right now, and it's really funny and really, really perverted. <laughs> also, Max, Storm, where's my booby game? Where's my booby game? It's not in the mail. <laughs> oh
3: boy, oh boy, oh boy. Sam, you you have permission to go browbeat the postal service.
1: Shh. <laughs> Where's my shotgun?
0: I can
2: give that permission, you know.
0: <laughs> I approve. Ay, ay, ay. Scott?
2: So I have this other podcast that is not gamer related. You should check that out. SBOpodcast.blogspot.com
0: Cool. Check it out. Uh, Miss Miss Cassaday.
4: Uh, not much on my end.
0: <laughs> well, we really appreciate you being on the show. I hope you had fun on your first show here. That I did.
4: Thank we you look, for having me. <laughs> yeah,
0: we look we look we look forward to your very many news posts on the site. Um and you know, We always invite our listeners to uh, do any audio review of any game they've played, which is more than two years old. We'll put it on the show. Um, there's some uh, details about that on our boards. And if you need help recording or anything like that, just Skype me at JCServant in the number 7, and I can help you out with that. Listeners may also email the written reviews, which may be read at the end of the show if they're really interesting. And priority is always given to uh, well-written, lesser-known games. Um, to our audience, we thank you for listening to RPG Backtrack. As always, you are the reason we do this. I give a very special thanks to my good friend Mike Miki, he all who's the one who makes all of this possible. RPG Backtrack is a production of RPGamer, your source for RPG news, impressions, reviews, articles, and home to the best gaming community on the net. Write your questions and comments on our boards or email Servant at rpgamer.com and help shape our future shows. Don't forget to follow us on twitter.com slash rpgamer and become our biggest fans at facebook.com And you can also listen to all of our previous podcasts as well as our awesome sister shows, RPG Cast and RPG Sanctum, at rpgamer.com. Mr. Mike, please put this very painful episode to sleep.
3: Tactical games come in all sorts of shapes and sizes, which our witchy brethren definitely succeeded in being. How excellently they succeeded in being worth experiencing is open to debate, but at least they managed to have some amusing dialogue courtesy of Atlas's localizers. Elizabeth Montgomery and Angelica Houston, they're not. But for anyone who just much play witchy woman RPGs, these are they. And for anyone who would like to, since we are talking about witches, you may now play witchy woman